0: Welcome back to this week's episode of Weekly Devotions with Pastor James. So good to have you with us today. Pray that you are doing well. Have you ever had uh, this situation happen to you in your life where you're in a conversation with somebody or maybe you did something and what you did was stupid. You weren't supposed to do it. uh, Something along those lines. It doesn't have to be anything major, but you did something and the other person or people called you out on it, and they pulled up something that you had done in the past. Um, I think we've all been there where somebody has come up to us and said, hey, you remember when you did that? Or maybe your spouse goes, remember when you said that about, you know, five, six years ago? That really hurt. But in your mind, when you hear them say that, you're thinking, why are you bringing that up? You told me you forgave me for that. I don't know if you've ever done that to somebody or have had it done to you where you forgave them and then somewhere down the road, they did something and it reminded you of that past incident and then you pulled that up and held it over their heads and they thought you had forgiven them. We've all been there. We've done that. Did you know that there is a time when forgiveness is not actually forgiveness, that we forgive thinking we're forgiving, but in all reality, we're not forgiving that person at all. We're not doing what God has called us to do. We're not doing what God has even done to us or for us when it comes to forgiving. And that's what we get here in David this week. And, uh, I've been loving my time going through uh, my Bible study with uh, David and Second Samuel, and I've been sharing some of the insights uh, with you through these podcasts, and I pray that it's been a blessing to you. There's just been something like every week that has just really stood out to me, and I just want to share uh, with you as, as I do with them. And, and so this week's, it comes from Second Samuel chapter uh, 19, and there's a little bit of a backstory, so stay with me just for a minute. Don't worry, we'll still be in our, our time limit of 15 to 20 minutes. Um, but what had happened was just, uh, I'll give you the Cliff Notes version. If you don't know what Cliff Notes are, uh, they used to be these little books that you could buy that were summaries of bigger books. And so every once in a while, I'd get one of those for a book report I had to do and just read the Cliff Notes, the summarized version, instead of reading the whole book. And so I'll give you the Cliff Notes version of what happened. Uh, David's son, Absalom, took over the nation. He took over Israel. And because of that, David fled. He had, he left Israel. He left the throne. Most of the nation of Israel anointed Absalom as new king, even with David, out into the wilderness. Well, on the day that David leaves Jerusalem, uh, there's a guy by the name of Shimei who sees David leaving the city with all his men. And Shimei, he's on a little bit of a hill. He has the higher ground. And what Shimei does is he lays into David. He is cursing at him. He is yelling at him, calling him all sorts of names, telling David that you're a bloodthirsty man. Blood is on your hand. God is repaying you for everything that you did to Saul. Just laying into him. I don't know if you've ever had anybody lay into you like this. I have. But he was just laying into David. And one of David's men goes, do you want me to go cut off his head? And David goes, no, you don't have to do this. Maybe this is what God wants. Maybe God wants him to be cursing me this day. And so we'll just let it go this day. Well, fast forward a little bit of time, not, not too much, maybe a couple weeks, a month or so, whatever the case may be everything with Absalom is taken care of. Absalom actually dies in battle, and the nation of Israel goes, well, we'll bring David back as our king. And so that word gets to David, and so David starts his trek back to Jerusalem, to uh, the king's palace, the throne, if you would. And as David is getting ready to get over the Jordan River, uh, everybody is coming to welcome David back, to see the king cross back over the Jordan and come back into the land and all this great stuff. And what we read in Second uh, Samuel chapter 9 is that Shimei, the same guy, comes running up to David. He's the first person to welcome David, and Shimei falls flat down on his face in front of David, and he just starts you know humbling himself before the king going, "Will you forgive me? You know, I sinned against you that day when I was cursing you." What happened was Shimmy realized that David was back as king and there's a good chance that David was going to settle affairs and put Shimmy to death. And so Shimmy's like, "I I don't want that to happen. None of us would." And so he, he just runs and humbles himself and falls before David, seeks forgiveness of the king. And it's an incredible sign of true repentance, which could be another episode. But um, he he's just asking for forgiveness. And David says something to him in 2 Samuel chapter 19, verse 23, we read this. So the king said to Shimei, you shall not die. And the king promised him on oath. And so we see a tremendous act of grace, of mercy from David, that he doesn't put Shimmy to death because of the sin that he had committed. He sees the humility. He sees the repentance. He sees him asking for forgiveness. And so David on that day goes, I'm not going to put you to death. And so if we ended there, we would think that David has just forgiven Shimmy that he's forgiven him, that everything is well. Uh, We could both move on with our lives and everything is just fantastic. Have you been there where you've done something stupid? Maybe it's been something that is sinful. Maybe you said something and you're like, oh man, why did I say that? And you go to the person and you ask for forgiveness. And the person goes, I forgive you or they, they make it seem like they've forgiven you, and so you, you leave going, oh, man, I'm so glad that's taken care of. Uh, they forgave me. We can, we can move on, and we, we don't have to worry about that incident. We don't have to worry about anything like that. Well, the story doesn't end there with, with David, and to finish this story, we actually have to go to First Kings chapter 2, and in 1 Kings chapter 2, David is actually on his deathbed. He's sick. He's dying. He knows he's not going to live much longer. He knows he's going to see the Lord very, very soon. And Solomon is going to be the next king. And so in this section of uh, 1 Kings chapter 2, what David is doing is he's just having that transitional meeting with his son Solomon, going, you know what, you're going to be king but you need to know this, and you need to know that, you need to remember this person, and you need to take care of that person. Those types of instructions. And we read this in second uh, excuse me, first Kings chapter two, verses eight and nine. We read this, and so this is David speaking to Solomon. He goes, and remember, you have with you Shimei, son of Gerar, the Benjamite from Baharim, who called down bitter curses on me the day I went to Mahanim. When he came down to meet me at the Jordan, I swore to him by the Lord, I will not put you to death by the sword. And so what David is doing, he's telling Solomon about the story that we just saw in uh, 2 Samuel chapter 19. He's going, hey, this happened to me. But David continues, verse 9. He goes, but now do not consider him innocent. You are a man of wisdom. You will know what to do to him. Bring his gray head down to the grave in blood. So what does David just do there? He goes, Solomon, you know what uh, Shimei did to me, and I promised that I would not kill him, but you're going to be the next king, and I never promised him that you wouldn't kill him. And so I want you to bring his gray hair down to the grave in blood. And that is what actually happens. Long story short, Solomon puts uh, Shimei on house arrest for the most part. He wasn't allowed to leave the city for any reason. Shimei left the the city for uh, just a a strange reason, and Solomon put him to death. And so David encourages his son to punish Shimei for the act that he did against David. So my question there to you is this, Did David actually forgive Shimmy? The answer to that is no. David didn't forgive him. He made it seem like he forgave David, but he kept that event, he kept those words in his back pocket to pull up sometime later in his life to hang over Shimmy. You and I, we do that. We forgive somebody or make it look like we forgive them. But then, when they do something else down the road, we immediately go, you know, it's just like you did, you know, five years ago when when you did this and you said that, and we start bringing back to mind the emotions and the pain and the actions of the other person, and we hang it over their head. Spouses do this all the time with each other. Um, I've been married just over twenty years. I've been uh, pastoring for over a decade, and. I've seen this in marriages and just talking to marriage couples where they'll just, you know, you did this 10 years ago, you did this two years ago, and there's not a forgiveness. We're holding on to all of those things to use as a trump card, if you would, to better an argument that we have. That's not forgiveness. That's not forgiveness at all. God calls us to forgive others the way that he has forgiven us. Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, he says, Be kind and compassionate to one one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. And so you and I, we need to forgive the people in our lives the way that God has forgiven us. Well, how has God forgiven us? Well, it's simple he's forgiven you. He has let that all go. He doesn't hold your sin over your head that once you come to the Lord and truly repent of your sin, truly seek his forgiveness, God forgives you. Now, we always say forgive and forget, and honestly, we're not going to forget. God doesn't forget our sin because God knows everything. If he forgot something, then he wouldn't know everything. And so God doesn't forget your sin. He chooses not to bring it up and hold it over your head once he has forgiven you of it. Paul even tells us in Romans chapter 4, verse 8, and he's quoting back from Psalm 32, verses 1 to 2, but Paul tells us this in Romans 4, 8. He says, Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will never count against him. And what we we read there is this, that in Christ, when God forgives you, he's not going to bring that sin back up over your head and go, Hey, you remember 30 years ago when uh, you used my name in vain? I know you apologize and you sought forgiveness, and I forgave you in the moment, but I've changed my mind i'm gonna i'm gonna hold that over your head right now. He doesn't do that. he doesn't do that at all. That's the forgiveness that you have in God in Christ. And that is what you and I are called to forgive others like. So that when our spouse or our kids or the neighbor or the co-worker or the person in church wrongs you or sins against you and they come and they ask for forgiveness and they go, you know what? I messed up. I sinned. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. I was wrong. Will you forgive me? That you go, yes, I forgive you. And then you never bring it up over their heads again you don't think about it. You choose not to dwell on it. Now, you may be listening to this and going, there's there been some difficult things that have happened to me. When we forgive others, it's not. I'm not saying that you have to ignore the pain or forget the pain and the emotion that has come up. Because if we're honest, we're not going to forget those things. We're not going to just be able to wipe our minds of the things that we've gone through. But biblical forgiveness is choosing not to bring that sin, that issue, up over that person's head again after we've forgiven them. Because when we do that, we're mirroring the world and not Jesus. Because that's how the world forgives. I'll forgive you now, but if you wrong me again, I'll hold these things over your head to make you walk in guilt and shame and to use them to manipulate you. We need to forgive the way that God has forgiven us in Christ. Go and I forgive you, and I'm going to choose not to hold those things over your head anymore, and just move on, and to truly let go. So, let me ask you this. Are you forgiving, but not actually forgiving other people? Because Forgiveness is not always forgiveness. If we're holding on to that to use as a trump card to manipulate somebody else or to hang their wrongdoings over their head, even though they've sought forgiveness and we've given them forgiveness, I encourage you to forgive others the way that God has forgiven you. And as you do that, you're going to see the Lord do a great work in your life and in the lives of other people because you're going to be mirroring and acting like, loving like Jesus does for you. And so I'd encourage you to do that to help you grow in your walk with Jesus. If this has been a blessing to you, I ask that you would hit that like button. Maybe hit that subscribe button. Uh, we have our, our sermons, and hopefully we'll be getting those back up to you uh, pretty soon on, on Fridays. Uh, but hopefully you'll hit that like button, share this with somebody else, and I pray that you would spend time with the Lord today and just uh, asking Him to help you to forgive others the way that He has forgiven you. Pray that has been a blessing to you. You take care.